Welcome to another episode of F That, Breaking the Rules of Online Business. It's the podcast for people who are ready to question the status quo. Status quo. Welcome to another episode of F That, Breaking the Rules of Online Business. The podcast for people who are ready to question the status quo of online business and market their business however the fuck they want to. I'm your host, Deanna Seymour, a graphic designer and marketing strategist who takes your brilliant ideas and turns them into beautiful designs. Here's the thing. Have you ever felt like you sucked at making goals? I mean, maybe you're good at making them, but it's the keeping them part that you're not that hot at. Same, 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 same. And this episode is for us. I'm talking with Laura Bulow today. She's a certified professional coach that specializes in mid career transitions and life design. But she also runs this really cool 30-day challenge called That Moxie Life. It focuses on creating change in your life, but in a way that's like super fun and takes into account what's actually going on in your life. Imagine that. I participated in it last fall and I wanted to have her on the show to talk about all this stuff, especially during the beginning of the year when you might be feeling super inundated with lots of goal-setting messages. So this conversation is really fun and it helped me realize that setting goals is a lot more about choosing the right goals and maybe less about trying to keep going on the goals that aren't a fit. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, let's do it. Hi, Laura. How's it going? Hey, Deanna. Really excited to be here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I'm really excited about this. I feel like a lot of people are talking about goals and talking about all the things because it's January and I'm sort of glossing over at it, but I think that I'm glossing over it all because I have you in my back pocket after doing that Moxie Life last year and I'm just like, oh, everybody else is doing it wrong. Keep it simple, y'all. Anyways. <laughs> hi. That's right. Um, Everyone do you else tell is me doing it wrong. <laughs> Everyone else. You guys, if you're listening to this, you're so you're so lucky because everyone else is doing it wrong and only Lara Pulo knows how to do it. Oh my gosh. Can you? Okay. Let me rewind. Everybody calm down. Obviously, I like Lara. Can you sort of tell everybody how you sort of found your way into life coaching and all that stuff? Is that what you call it? Do you call yourself a life coach? What is it? What do you call yourself? I often tell, I mean, it just depends on who I'm talking to, but I often share that I'm a career transition coach. And it's how did an you. an easy box to put myself into. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you find your way into that? Uh, I have been a long time job hopper. I've never kept a job for very long. And I really drank the be passionate about what you do Kool-Aid. I've always been really self-help obsessed. That's been like one of my many hobbies and obsessions over my lifetime. And then, um, you know, eventually that led me to doing a lot of career transition coaching um, after my certification. I have two certifications in coaching and I, it, you know, basically just like by being really unhappy in all the jobs I ever had <laughs> and then deciding that I did not want to study psychology in school. Um, I really like how forward thinking and action-based coaching is and like what a creative practice it is. Mm. Interesting. I don't really think of like any of the stuff that we're like 
saying we're going to talk about goal setting habit change as a creative process. You do? Do you? I do. I do. I think um, as far as, you know, thinking about the things that I don't like about goal setting is that I think people try to really make it into a template and the templates are very helpful often, not always, um, but that the true magic of like breaking the habit or the behavior change code in yourself means that you have to start like reimagining what behavior change means for you as a person um, because it is not a one size fits all the way that the world wants you to believe so many things are. So if you can like get really curious and get really creative about cracking your own habit change code that's where I like really get to nerd out (laughs) with my clients (laughs) okay so I was gonna ask you like what do you hate or not like about the typical goal setting stuff but it sounds like already you're you're like jumping into the fact that the one-size-fits-all approach that's definitely one of the big pieces like I think that it's just a little bit too prescriptive which I feel like makes it more boring and then you're like well if I just follow these like five steps then I should be able to do it right and so people really love putting numbers on things and I think that can be really helpful from a research like statistics standpoint but as from an individual like living the life that you are living (laughs) you know that the template doesn't count like it doesn't take into account all that you have going on right you and I both have kids somebody mm-hmm. is always sick <laughs> there's always someone like throwing up in the background <laughs> always a diaper or something yeah. somebody pooped on the floor yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so which is like really um derailing is the word that I want to use so as much as I like numbers to describe things and understand them better I think that, you know, like people love to say, you'll find a whole bunch of articles online that say you can, you can create a habit in 21 to 30 days, which is a really beautiful <laughs> idea. But in practice, it, it like probably isn't true, right? So unless you're really familiar with your own, like the way that you tick and the way that you integrate things into your life, 21 to 30 days is actually a very short period of time. So I think that that really only works when the habit that you've chosen is small enough that you can seamlessly integrate it into your life over that period of time. But typically, that's not the case. So um, that's one of the things that I really don't like about it. About Well, you know, I, okay, now that you mentioned that, I'm like, yeah, because sometimes I'm like, okay, 21 days, 30 days. And then if I didn't do it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I sucked. And then I move on. Like, it feels like also like it's over. And I didn't do it. And so I guess I'm not good at it. Or that's not a good goal for me. Or so it I think the numbers put like a rigidness to it that I like what you said, like it doesn't ebb and flow with like your life. I mean, if you get sick during that twenty one days, you're screwed. Like you're sick for a week, you're done for. Right. Well, and the opposite of that being like there are some people who are really great at doing the challenge part, right? Where it's like, I'm gonna do this for twenty one to thirty days and then I will have won, right? Some people are really wired that way. And then they do it for 21 to 30 days or whatever, how long the challenge is. And then it's like, okay, well, I did it. So I checked the box and then they just, you know, and then like, well, what does that turn into? Like what happens after the 21 to 30 days? Um, You know, like that's, I've definitely been in that bucket before where it's like, no, I did the thing. And then, but then it's just like, wait, now that happens like totally gone now that the 30 days are over. 
right? Yeah. So again, it's about like the the true integration. There is there's a missing step there, <laughs> or multiple even. Yeah. So what um like what can we do different? Like how can we I mean now I'm like overwhelmed. I'm like, oh my God, we have to do it forever. We can't just check the box. <laughs> Oh my God, never mind. I just went 21 days and I just want to fail at 21 days and move on with my life. But what, so what, how can you do a habit forever? So how can we do things differently? I think that one thing that I wanted to add is that, uh, you know, there's no one size fits all. So that it's really important to figure out what works for you individually. And this is where I can do a little plug for the co- for coaching is like the accountability piece and the coaching side, right? They're not always one and the same. Um, that's like where I get really into it with people as far as like what's working, what's not working. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And then all of the things that I've mentioned that I don't like about typical goal setting approaches, that's like what led to that moxie life. Right. Which is kind of this seed about how we can do things better (laughs) Um, because the event is really centered around joy, right? Like fun, um, being together in a group of other people, the accountability, right? And then um, self-improvement because, you know, it's New Year's, it's New Year's resolution time, right? We're January, New Year, everybody is like, I'm going to do the thing. And so here we are (laughs) in the thick of it, in the thick of it, staring, staring straight at Quitter's Day, right? Which is the thing. Yes. Yeah, well, that's what I want to talk about too. Quitters Day, like we've talked, we talked about this last year, like when that Moxie like was going to launch, and you mentioned Quitters Day, and I was like, oh my god, that's hilarious! Like that's a thing, Quitters Day, National Quitters Day, right? So the statistics, going back to the numbers, is are that only about eight, only about eight percent of people who set New Year's resolutions are quote unquote successful, which mm-hmm. I don't know how they define that. So yeah. that means that the other 92% of people <laughs> fall I mean, off the bandwagon somewhere along the way. Um, that's a lot of people falling off the bandwagon. And I think like that leaves something to be desired, right? So Quitter's Day, third Friday of January, right? That's okay. very, a very short period of time to be <laughs> pursuing their New Year's resolution. <laughs> yeah, well, because it's freaking hard. How? Okay, it is hard. How can people make it easier? Like what, I think, I mean, right? Like part of the reason we all fail is because we're picking things that are really hard or maybe things that we think we should be doing. Like what, how can we make it less hard? Is that even yeah, possible? Let's, yeah, let's talk about making it less hard. Um, okay. So, <clears throat> yeah, one of the big problems, right, which I'm going to, which you just mentioned, is like that people bite off way more that they can than they can chew, right? Mm-hmm. So, one of the ways that people can make it easier is making things small enough that they're actually like that the thing is actually accomplishable in your life. Right. Which is kind of where we started the conversation, right? If you have kids running around who are still in diapers and are sick Mm -hmm. all the time, post COVID, you know, getting back into the world, then that's where we really need to dial things back and get really creative about how and when the integration happens right and being really picky about the the goal that we choose right people are always like I'm not gonna pick one goal I'm gonna pick three and one of you know like I'm gonna this is the year that everything changes and you're I'm, I'm always just like wait that's a lot right it's what people yeah. expect a lot from themselves um I mean I'm laughing because I'm like 
Yeah. Yeah. What? We got to change it. Like, I feel like I've already thought of a few goals that I'm going to do. So that's why Mm -hmm. I'm laughing because it's relatable. Mm -hmm. Probably somebody listening is like, oh, crap. Yeah. I made too many goals. Well, and people don't, I think all of us, like, I, I struggle with every problem that I've mentioned, right? Like, I struggle with all the same things that my clients struggle with. I just happen to be nerdier about them and, like, really enjoy digging into it with other people as well as with mm-hmm. myself. So, so can I pick on you a little bit for a second? Yeah, <laughs> can I yeah, use your, it. Like, you know, I mean, and this is not necessarily just for the audience. This isn't necessarily, this is not like 100% true. I'm like totally exaggerating. But like if DD's if if goal for or habit for that moxie life last time was um, walking, right? And your daughter was doing the what was it called? The run club, club or walk? Yeah. yeah. Right. So the running club so, over for the winter. <laughs> right. Right. But like a lot of people are like, Ooh, yeah, I'm going to get into running. So I'm going to run a marathon. <laughs> right. Versus, yeah. versus just being like, no, I'm just going to attend run club like once or twice a week with my kid and I'm going to walk. Right. That's a yeah. really great way of, one, integrating it to your life because you're doing it with somebody else, which is a huge accountability tool and it's your kids. So it's like bonding time. And plus, you know, being like, no, I don't have to go run a marathon. I just have to walk two mornings a week with my kid. Right. Yeah. Um, so one way to make it easier is to make it really small enough. People have a really hard time choosing one thing and breaking it down into something small and doable, you know, and then which we could go and launch into the two minute strategy, which we'll probably yeah. go into later. And then, no, we can talk about it now. I feel like um, when I did that Moxie Life, you mentioned the two-minute thing. Do you remember? And then we had that call. And I was like, oh, you really meant two minutes? I thought that was like a trick. I thought it was <laughs> you saying two minutes. But then the overachiever in me was like, I mean, she said two minutes. But she's assuming that if I get on the treadmill for two minutes, I'm going to be so happy on the treadmill for my first two minutes, I'm going to walk for 10 minutes or 20 minutes. So I thought it was a trick. But it wasn't really a trick. It is a trick trick? and it's not a trick, right? Like I feel like the nice thing about the two-minute version of the habit is – well, so the background of the two-minute version, right? A lot of this stuff is based on atomic habits from James Clear, but this idea of like if you can break your habit down into a two-minute version, that gives you the freedom to accomplish – to do it every day basically (laughs) Mm -hmm. because then you have some version of it that you can basically do like if even if you're laying in bed and you're like oh shit I didn't do the thing like I gotta get up and like do my push-ups just to check the box then you could do it but you know like the nice thing about it is it's very marketable right like people are like "Ooh, two-minute hack love myself a good two-minute hack right but the idea here is really to give yourself a way of again, doing the integration and doing one small thing every day because people underestimate the power of like the compound interest that comes with doing something small every day when even when it like even when it comes to doing something like a fitness habit, right? Mm -hmm. So um, but yes, (laughs) a challenge that I often give to people is like, do not allow yourself to go over the two minutes for like at least three days, do it for two minutes. And then make yourself stop so that you can really begin to understand like nope just gonna check the box not gonna go over two minutes and like see what happens during that time yeah yeah it's like a little bit of a reverse psychology but it does feel good to know that you don't have to like you're saying run a marathon like I don't have to say I'm gonna go to the gym every day for 45 minutes to like make change like if I need to I could do two minutes today but like tomorrow 
you know, somebody has a play date. So like, I'll have the house to myself. Maybe I could walk for 20 minutes or whatever. Like, I just like the idea of also, I don't know if it's just the way my brain works, but it doesn't have to be the same every day. Like you just said, like you just said, right. It doesn't have to, I don't have to say I'm going to walk every day for 20 minutes. I could just say I'm going to walk every day. So if it's two minutes one day, but maybe it's an hour, like maybe it's a beautiful day and I like walk all around my neighborhood, then that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's the other, that's the thing about the two minute strategy as well is that it does operate also as a catalyst, right? The getting started is always the hardest part, which reminds me of this great book, um, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. But, you know, right? Like, so there's always... this whatever like the physics forces working upon us of being like we just want to like continue doing whatever it is that we're doing and like moving into greater action like going out for a run or a workout is frustrating and there's resistance there so the two minute version is definitely it's a catalyst and it's like a spark to be like okay now I'm already doing the thing I could keep going yeah. and now it would be easier to keep going <laughs> right mm-hmm. than starting all over so so it's there's a lot of good pieces to it and also again like doing something small every day is going to add up to a lot more than if you just have like these bursts these random bursts of like the random 45 minute gym workout. Mhm mhm. Well, okay, so now I'm I'm skipping a little bit ahead, I guess, but like identity like this also sort of pulls into the thing you're talking about with identity-led habits because if it's just like a short burst it doesn't feel like that's really you and I'm just making that like this is a little realization I'm having in real time right now but if you like do a little bit every day then you like are somebody I know we keep going to like walks on the treadmill that was my you know goal with that moxie life last time um but then I am a person who like walks on her treadmill. Like I've done it every day, even if it's just for two minutes or five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever. Like I am that person. If I just like have a sprint where I'm like, I'm going to walk on the treadmill and for a week I do it for an hour a day and then I stop for another three months. That doesn't feel like part of me. Is that what it even means to have an identity led habit? Is that like a thing? Yeah. I and know. I mean, the reason I'm, the reason I was picking on you too is because like, like so many, you know, health and fitness goals, those are the majority of New Year's resolutions and they're very easy and like solid examples. Um, mm-hmm. So again, want to give credit where credit's due. James Clear has a lot of information on identity led goals in his book, Atomic Habits, which is just such a great book. And that's identity led goals is like the reason I love this book. Um, okay. So to back up a little bit, I'll talk to, I'll just describe what it is and then we can go back to your example, right? So mm-hmm. the identity-led goal is basically a way of backwards planning what your goal should even be. So if you're pursuing a habit or a goal, you're probably thinking, hey, I want to be an X person, an X type of person because that makes me like better or happier. Um, and the fitness one is a really good example, right? So a lot of people choose something like, okay, I'm going to like get fit this year, right? And Mm -hmm. so if we choose, but if we kind of pause there and say, but like, what's the identity that I really desire? Like, why am I choosing that thing? Then we can dig, we dig a little bit deeper, which is kind of like Simon Sinek's like start with why, right? Like kind of asking yourself these five whys of why I want to have something. Um, 
And so, for example, going back to the fitness led goal, okay, I want to be a strong person. I want to be a healthy person, right? I want to be physically capable of doing certain things, um, like playing with my kids, right? Well, I want to okay, set a... this is what I was thinking. And now I'm interrupting you, but I'm sorry, I'm so excited. So I kind of, like I would, okay, so first of all, uh, not spoiler alert, but what am I trying to say? Also, I want to put out there that I am totally of the like health at every size anti-diet mindset, but that I also was not moving my body at all when I did the Moxie Life Challenge. And I was like, I need to get back into moving my body because I'm not getting any younger and I was feeling sore and tired and I running in the backyard with my kids and feeling like out of breath. So it was when you were just talking, I'm like, yeah, I wanted to like play with my kids. And isn't it cool that part of the habit that emerged was doing running club with my kid? Like, it's the habit and the, the thing. Like, I'm like, right. oh, my God, I did a good <laughs> job at that Moxie Live. Oh, my God. Yeah, you did a great oh job. Laura, no, good you... job coaching me on that. <laughs> I think it's amazing. Sorry, I'm so excited. No, I mean, it's such a perfect example because, like, basically where I wanted to go with all of this is, like, you know, whatever. And there's so much about it. It's like, I want to it's much more like you want something for many more holistic reasons than often we actually believe, right? Like even just like wanting to feel sexy in your own body and like Mm -hmm. for your partner and all these things, you know, and I'm trying to use words here that encompass something much bigger than just like, I need to go to the gym and lose weight, right? Like I Mm -hmm. think that there's so much toxic stuff around um, fitness and health and weight in our culture. And I, I hate that kind of stuff. So I often try to steer people away from just like these very, um, I don't know, like pigeonhole goals of like, I need to lose X pounds. I'm like, no, you don't. You just need to move your body because yes. moving your body will lead to you feeling better eventually. Right. Yeah. So um, anyways, so when you ask yourself these questions of like, what type of person do I want to be? And then you come up with this beautiful list of answers. And then you say, well, what does what does someone who runs or walks regularly, how do they behave on a weekly basis, right? And then you choose the one thing <laughs> that you're going to work on and break it down into something tiny and accomplishable. Okay. So that makes your goal easy enough, right? The whole, the key thing is they're small enough to be accomplishable in your life. And then yeah, like, as like... it integrates, you can level up, right? Okay. Yeah. It, because, well, yeah, the I'm like, oh, thing. runners, I'll tell you what yeah. runners do. They juice, they yeah, juice. run marathons, <laughs> they lift they weight, I'm doing yeah. it all, like, whatever. Right. Um, I'm oh, like, but where did all of them things. start? They all had to start with walking, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Well, and your, your goal is not to become a marathoner, so, but, like, the idea there is, like, somebody who moves, right? Like, that's what we want to go with. <laughs> Okay. And then the, also what what I really want to end with, with the, or wrap up kind of this identity led goal thing is, is that what you were saying earlier about the being on your treadmill every day for two minutes, then you're somebody who walks, right. And like works out. So then, so every time you participate in your habit and this action, you are voting for the type of person that you want to be. So you're literally building the identity that you want to claim. And the more repetitions votes that you submit, the stronger your association becomes with that identity about yourself. So you're like literally changing your mind about who you are in the world. Can I 
Can I share a funny, I, I think it's a habit that I tried to make happen. And if anybody listened to the Anti-Hustle Holiday Countdown, I talked on there about wanting to do more puzzles. Like I want to be a puzzle person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember this. Uh, so I, I got a puzzle. Uh, I'm pretty sure Jordan did not recommend that I get a thousand piece puzzle, but <laughs> I found a really cute, a really, really cute thousand piece puzzle. But I thought, because it's like broken down into smaller, it's like donuts. It's cute little donut signs, and they're all like rectangles. So I was like, I mean, it's a thousand pieces, but it's like a bunch of little puzzles, so it'll be fine. Except <clears throat> all the donuts are the same color. Like the color of the donut dough is the same, so it's like actually kind of hard. And it's just sitting in my in my living room, <laughs> like not done. We did the border. <laughs> We've done a few donuts, like not all the way. And Matt keeps trying to work on it, and I... Maybe it's not part of my identity. Maybe I don't want to be a puzzle person. Like, I need to sit. <laughs> I need to sit for a little bit and be like, is this what I really want to do? Or do I really just want to break that thing back and put it in the tube and bring it back to home goods <laughs> or donate it to the thrift store? But it's just interesting to think. Like, I thought that's who I wanted to be. So maybe, like, the first step is really important to really think about, like, what do you actually want to be? Not just, like, what society saying like get skinny lose 30 pounds do whatever like I don't think society told me to do a puzzle I just <laughs> I just see people doing puzzles and they look so happy I'm like I want to do a puzzle I I and love I this story because my sister is super into puzzles and you know maybe you do want to do puzzles right like we could <laughs> like we could spend a whole hour coaching on that. <laughs> also, well, I was getting mad because Matt kept doing it. Matt was doing yeah. it, and I was like, "You have to stop. It's my puzzle. Like you can do it with me, but if I'm not going to do it, you have to stop." And he was like, "What?" So it's not getting done. Maybe I'll try to All do right. the puzzle tonight. But okay, 2023, the year of puzzles with and juicing. I'm laughing at my juicing, <laughs> but I'm really into juicing right now. Just saying. <laughs> for now for this week but uh, again again like I need to sit like sometimes I mean ADHD shiny object whatever you want to call it but maybe just spending a few minutes to say do I actually want to do this and also side note you know the band Sonic Youth do you like Sonic Youth at all did you ever listen to them I never got into them no no me neither because it's kind of terrible but I always wanted to like Sonic Youth and that's another thing that I could never do. Like I bought a couple of their albums and I was like, this, I'm trying to be punk, but this sounds like noise. This sounds yeah. like noise. So I was not into Sonic Youth, but I always thought it would be cool. So I don't know what that means. I wanted it to be my identity. I think I'm getting off track. But I mean, to me, what know. I'm. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, just like the shooting, right? I think that the shooting, which we haven't talked that much about is like really bad. Like coaches love to say, like, don't shoot on yourself right? Yeah. Because it literally is the equivalent of shitting on yourself, right? Whenever mm -hmm. people come to me in coaching, and I do this a lot in that Moxie Life too, people come with these goals and like, it's a lot of the times they're very convincing. You, Didi, were very convincing about your walking goal and part of me, right? But we also, you're such a great example for all this, is like, but we also talked about doing a creative habit, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. that maybe there's so much hung up on like this idea of like who you should be with fitness that that, you know, that sometimes creating a different habit that's totally different from it, like a creative habit, it's writing, it's journaling, it's, it's creating collage that that can like really unlock, you can figure out how you're building the habit and you can figure out how to do behavior change for yourself. And then as you get more comfortable with that, you can start applying it to things that might be a little bit more sensitive, so to speak. <gasps> 
okay, I'm having another light bulb moment because over Christmas break, Matt, like, took the kids outside or something. I don't know. Something happened. No. Matt wanted Ruby to go outside and play with the neighbors. They got a trampoline. Cool. Cool neighbors got a trampoline. But Jack is only three. So it's a little rough over there for little Jack. So we were like, oh, you can just go. And it was so sweet. She didn't want to go without her brother. And she was like, oh, I don't want to go if Jack can't go. But I was like, well, I'm not going. So, And then Ruby ended up drawing. Like, we watched a YouTube video, and she drew, like, an emoji. But Matt was like, I just really want her to go outside. It's such a nice day. My point is, even now, I'm like, what if I just feel like I should be the type of mom who runs around in the backyard with her kids? But what if I don't – what if I actually am the mom who wants to watercolor paint with her kids? Maybe I don't have to be the mom who wants to – like, I'm not saying don't worry, everybody. I'll still try to move my body. But, like, maybe my goal – like, now I'm like, oh – Maybe I was shitting on myself a little bit, even, but the running club was fun because she was there. So it is about my kids. It's more about my kids. Maybe my goal is more about my kids. We're just turning this into a live coaching call. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting because it really is like I'm really realizing how much the identity has to do with it. Yes. Well, and I think, I think to tie it back, like, especially like I love working with parents and primary caregivers because- there's so much that our culture doesn't that still like doesn't recognize or accommodate people with like young children right so like this idea of like what's gonna fit into your life right now right like you still have we both still have like really young kids and it turns out that doing anything with really young kids is like near impossible for me Right. So whether that's like walking every day or, you know, like I literally have spent times where I'm like standing, like walking in place to like meet my step goal. <laughs> like, but mm-hmm. I'm like standing next to my bed, like waiting to go to sleep, and, like just getting a few final steps in. <laughs> so, but I mean, like it's just so hard with um, the young kids and like really figuring out like, okay, well, what works for me? What do I want my, for myself? And what's going to work for our family right now? Mm-hmm. Okay, so also in that Moxie Life, you have like three pillars or the pillars of the program. And it would think, I thought it would be sort of fun for you to like go over them and like why those are the pillars or why they're important and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So that Moxie Life is definitely a response to the things that I hate about traditional goal setting. Um, and it's, you know, ideally it's not just about the daily habit that the, though that is the like main focus, but it's more income. Like I would say that I've tried to make it more holistic because we're complex. We're complex people. uh, And there's a lot of overwhelming ideas about like productivity and efficiency. We're not machines, right? Like we need fun and we need community and we need like, I love that quote about like needing weird shit. People like need weird shit in their life because Because we're weird. We're like weird creative beings. So we need, that's what that moxie life is about. So basically the three pillars are a daily habit, something that you practice for the entire month of the event. um, And that's the pillar that focuses on personal development. The second pillar is community service or a community action, which is the outward facing relationship, community oriented piece. And then the third pillar is what we like to call the moxie move. And it's a representation of, you know, adventure, fun, and celebration. And now I'm going to launch into why they're each important. Yeah. Um, 
So the daily habit is important because it's when you learn the basics of behavior change, that is very empowering for an individual, right? And it becomes this foundational toolbox that allows you to build your ideal identity, right? And be like walking that path. So that turns you into like, when people are like, become the powerful creator of your own reality, like that's what it is to me. Once you start to like figure those things out, then I'm like, you're doing it. You are the powerful creator. (laughs) I just want to point out that you have already called yourself a nerd for self-help. You're like, when people say that, I'm like, who says that? (laughs) People people in the self-help world. What did you just say people say? Become the destiny. What did you say? Like the the powerful creator of your own reality. (laughs) (laughs) Nerd alert. (laughs) Nerd alert. I feel it. I feel it. But you were like, like acting like everybody's saying that all the time. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, see, I'm like clearly like submerged in like the coaching world. I'm like, you know, like the fish doesn't recognize water. That's me. Um, (laughs) Okay, so Uh, the second pillar, the community action part is important because of that, like, of the, you know, a lot of happiness research says that like relationship, being in relationship with other humans is by far the number one way to live a happier life, right? So the second pillar is really about being in community because anything that has to do with other people or the earth that we live on is like, that's what ties, like builds our strength, our unity, and like allows us to see the bigger picture. So that's what the second pillar is about. Then the third pillar is the moxie move. And this one is about building celebratory rituals for ourselves because as it turns out, we're really bad at celebrating Mm-hmm. ourselves yeah. and like as adults it's really hard for us to have fun right so so this is a practice in like mindfulness about intentionally building a creative practice so that we can like recognize our small wins and we had a lot of conversation during the last event about like it's supposed to be a physical movement right mm-hmm. because that helps people be more intentional that if you involve your body in something um So like doing like a dance move or a high five or a handshake or something that it really solidifies the moment by like utilizing more of your senses. So those are the three pillars and that's what you do over the month um, of the event. And then being in the group is always super important because that's the like accountability and second pillar piece um, to designing a joyful, meaningful life. (laughs) It was super fun. I mean, if I was just going to say like my little blurb for that moxie life is just like it is sort of like habit change for people who like have failed at habit change don't like habit change think it's boring like I don't know Laura has just put for me because I'm not a nerd and I have not read any of the books you talked about I tried to read Atomic Habits but I'm so slow and the library was like you need to return that (laughs) I was like no I'm not done I was on like page 15 in two weeks I was like Two minutes, two minutes a day, maybe. Just kidding. Um, so I do want to read that. I mean, the first 15 pages were very good, and I know you've talked about it. But all I want to say is, like, for somebody who maybe, like, doesn't feel – it's like it's like habit change for misfits, too, sort of. Like, if you don't feel like you fit into, like, what you've seen before, and it's kind of, like, funny that you're doing it with Quitter's Day, like, kind of like if you are a quitter, like, here's where maybe you can you can find your way. Um I think it's cool. I'm like so excited that you came on because I thought I like already knew everything that there was to know, but I just feel like even today I'm like, oh, oh, that makes sense. Oh, well, maybe I can do that. So I'm excited. You're awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love talking about this stuff with you. But, uh, and also, you know, the whole Quitter's Day thing is like, I'm like doing it in celebration. I, I'm like definitely going to start celebrating Quitter's Day every year because there's yeah. also, to me, I'm like, oh, you also have to like let go and like quit certain things in order to make space for the new thing in your yes. life. Absolutely. So that's what Quitter's Day yeah. is to me. <laughs> I love that. I just, I just wrote an email about that because I think I'm really funny because I went in the first week of January and quit the gym which is extra funny to name now because we're talking about movement but I own a treadmill so everybody calm down I can still walk (laughs) and also like I can just walk in the world so it's fine but like I had joined the gym and I wasn't using it and I was I just think it's funny that the first week in January I was like I'm here to quit my membership like not join with all the other people who are probably joining this week I'm like where's the paper I need to sign to quit so I think that's funny, but well, congratulations. Thanks. I was really proud of myself for it. (laughs) But anyways, well, thank you, Laura, for being here. This was so fun. I'm going to put all the links to that Moxie life, your website, everything. Get on the wait list. Everybody. Do you have a start date for the quitters day one? Quitters day this year will be, we will, the first official day is February 1st, right? So we'll all be signing people up the second half of January you know, right around Quitter's Day. Get on get on her email list. Her emails are good. Lots of resources, lots of fun stuff. So thank you again for being here. This was so fun. Thanks, Dee Dee. This was great. So what do you think? Are you going to make some goals that are better suited for you and the person you want to be in this world? Are you going to start giving yourself grace when it comes to becoming the person you want to be? I don't know, man. This shit is hard. So don't beat yourself up about it. But um, it could be fun to join that Moxie Life Challenge in February. Just saying. All right. See you soon.